and welcome back to Free Reeling It, where we watch movies and then talk about them, hopefully, with you. I'm one of your hosts, Jesse, and your other host is with me today, feeling a little sunburnt from uh, 4th of July vacation, I think. Uh, Matthew, take it away. Hello, Jesse. Uh, you're kind of right. I'm sunburnt from last weekend? What is time? It's a flat circle, right? Something like that. Um, but no, I am now peeling. So now I basically walk around like a like a human with fleas. I'm just itching myself constantly. Uh, I was actually at work all weekend. So you are catching me at the very end of being up for 27 hours. So, and, and, and Bagel's here as well. He will probably hear him whining throughout this podcast. Bagel, the unofficial third uh, host of <laughs> Free Reeling It. Um, First bagel. dog of Free Reeling It, third chair. <laughs> the rotating third chair, just because Bagel can't sit still. Um, oh, no, he cannot. No, he cannot. Um, but uh, so this is a this is a very special episode for me mm-hmm. um, because uh, I know you know this, and if anybody hearing this has ever been in my circle on Twitter, I tend to talk about Gundam a bit. Uh, we are watching basically the first season of Gundam cut up into three movies, and. I've never seen these movies before. I know you've seen a little bit of Gundam. Yeah. Um, but uh, I love the story of this franchise um, because, well, I, I mean, when I originally beca- became aware of Gundam, it was like Toonami, Gundam Wing, and then original Mobile Suit was eventually broadcast in America. And then I started basically finding uh, all the giant robot stuff I could. And uh, I really like the the history of just mech anime or mecha anime in general, how it's kind of a response to World War II and the atomic bomb. Um, and I like how, uh, I, I, like, I like how this is not just a Saturday morning cartoon, despite looking very much like a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Uh, before I go into any more background, uh, how did you? How did you? How did you come out of this? Um, I think I came out of it with the same appreciation I have with Gundam because I, I knew going in kind of what I was getting myself into. I've seen a lot of different Gundam series, and I've started this original series. Um, I also came out of it kind of exhausted because it's almost 10 hours. Like each movie is an a, a two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, what, seven and a half, I guess, seven and a half hours altogether. Um, and I think about that. It's like, that's almost the entire series in movies. Yeah. Um, and so I came out of it being like, I don't know if I have to go back and watch the entire uh series again because it covered basically everything and i can't see the tv show adding much more than the movies already did so yeah i I came out a little exhausted but also feeling like i just watched the whole season of gundam (laughs) in a little less time than it would actually take me yeah and i know that you and i have mentioned uh in conversation i think uh, once or twice on this show uh Mm -hmm. the great gundam project and this was 
just the it was for me it was the best kind of exhausting yeah um mainly because uh, and i'm gonna i'm gonna out myself as a complete and total novice i i do prefer dub anime over sub i think that's totally fair it depends um on the show but for me but i think it's totally fair to prefer dub and and i think that's i think that's more because i am a lot more tired it's also very fair i'm I'm a lot more tired than i used to be like yeah um but uh and and the the netflix versions are only sub and i'd never really experienced uh the original series sub so yeah so first time stuff all around for me for for me and um but uh so Getting back to like the story of the series, I had to kind of detour so I could let Bagel out of the room because he was just not interested in sitting still. Um, created, written, and directed by uh, Yoshiyuki Tomino, originally re- originally started airing in 1979, and uh, originally canceled after 43 episodes. They were I think slated for somewhere in the in the low 50s i want to say 51 or 52 i could be wrong which but, how this oh. ends it's like what, what would they have expanded on i guess the third act like kind of mystic stuff that cut, starts happening maybe would have been more explained in an extra dozen episodes i you know i don't know um i i think for a series that is that is you know cut short they wrap it up real nicely. Yeah, yeah. There's no really it's, loose ends or anything. It's. I mean, I think that. I think there's. I think if anything, there's probably more room for there to, for them to have, uh, dialogue between some of the characters that we'll get into more, exposition around the, uh, the new types, yeah. the new type concept. Um, I'm. I'm gonna say that because if you if you go anywhere in the Gundam fandom you're going to hear about new types um for those who have it they're basically I'm going to say it I'm going to say it because I like new types better than what I'm about to mention they're basically Jedi yeah uh, they're, they're basically Jedi forged in the fire of war rather than you know George Lucas's midichlorians or uh or or the I don't want to say religious zealots, but like the 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 religious behavior that goes with Jedi. Yeah, that I makes sense. It. Yeah. Um, but so the interesting thing it ended it topped out at forty three episodes. If you if you get the Blu rays, uh, there's only forty two because they cut out the beach episode. Uh, now, as someone who is still relatively new in my journey into anime, um, I find it interesting how many sort of shonen concepts i don't want to say started with mobile suit gundam but it seems like they crystallized with mobile suit gundam yeah i can see that um because like the the beach episode i only know about from listening to the great gundam project i've never sat down and watched it although i think it is referenced in the movies because uh, i knew i know there is i think it's in the second movie that where they're actually just at a beach mm-hmm. um but the the beach house episode is kind of a thing that happens in anime to my knowledge stop me if i'm wrong no you're right um 
I also think that's like the, the concept of a filler episode that is very popular in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, especially with stuff that has like canon comics. Like, um, I think right. about, I think it's season two of My Hero technically has a, a beach episode where they're actually like getting clothes to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. But it, it's either beginning of season two or beginning of season three. And like, that's the recap episode is them shopping, but it's technically filler because that doesn't happen in the manga. Right. Um, but, uh, so if you're watching, the, if you're watching the Blu-rays, that would be the, the beach episode is episode 15. Gotcha. Uh, and having only really listened to the recap that they do on the great Gundam project, you, you're not missing a whole lot. Uh, I don't really think it, I don't really think anything canon or not, I would say canon, but like anything, uh, plot necessary happens. Yeah. Um, but so getting back to the cancellation it was canceled due to lack of popularity but what saved it was the the merchandising of the robots Makes uh, sense. bandai uh, <laughs> did, uh basically i think in 1980 I started selling the rx78-2 the gundam as a plastic model kit um, and I would assume they they sold you know green Zaku's Shar Zaku, probably uh, the Gelgoog, um, probably Makuve's suit as well uh, eventually, but all of those sold like hotcakes. And then they decided let's 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 try this again, but we'll compress it into three movies. The movies did well. And uh, reruns of the theatrical releases did well. It also, and this, these two things happening in concert sort of revitalized the franchise and ultimately uh, turned over the engine to it becoming one of the biggest in entertainment intellectual properties in the world. What was the Um, series that comes after this original one? After this one, well, it depends on it depends on what you're asking. Are you not not canon, but like, uh, <laughs> like uh, the, the next timeline. thing. The next thing to okay, so timeline that's tricky. Okay, okay, let me rephrase that. Release <laughs> the next order. thing to be broadcast. Yeah, next thing that's okay. released. Yeah, that is that is uh, Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. Gotcha. And then I think it was Double Zeta after that. And then it was a movie called Shar's Counterattack. Gotcha. And that's for a long time that uh, whenever you get into talking about Gundam amongst, I mean, if fandoms can be, fandoms of any sort can be varying degrees of garbage. Yeah. I'm not not going to, I'm not going to run from that point. But when you get into talking about Gundam, it either, it either becomes you like the, the, traditional universal century stuff which is you know the og mobile suit zeta double zeta i think victory is included in that um as well as some of the movies like i think f91 is universal century um shara's counterattack definitely and i think some people throw stardust memory in there too i, I, I there's a origins there's right a, because that's all about shara's origins well, origin people do not like there are there is it there the origin came out in 2016 yeah 
and it was written like in 2014. It was not like all the stuff in Origin came after Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah, like they, they didn't write that first and then just leave it out. Um, and I and having like because before I started before I w- watched. Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam the most recent time I was hoping to find it streaming so I could just watch a few episodes here and there and all I found were I found like Wing, I found uh, 8th MS Team, Unicorn a lot of later series I uh, didn't find Zeta or Double Zeta uh, Shara's Counterattack was not on Netflix yet but uh, I ended up watching The Origin and I really loved it Yeah, um, I d- I'm not going to, I'm going to try and avoid talking about it because a lot of the stuff in Origin does come up in original Mobile Suit Gundam because they're written that way. But I actually think that like, if you would, if, 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 if Yoshiyuki Tomino would have, uh, if I would have seen an, uh, an interview a la George Lucas saying, yeah, I wrote this as this and then we'll fill in the other stuff later. I actually think it does a really good job. A lot of people don't like it. I disagree, but that's how it goes sometimes. Um, do now? Do I think it is is Mobile Suit Gundam the origin my favorite thing in Gundam? Nah, I, I still like this series probably the most. I mean, there 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 are some characters that I end up that I ended up just really really loving and concepts in, in the series that I really love. Yeah. But, uh, there, there, there's, there's a lot here and clearly I can just go on for a while. So I'm going to stop myself and I think we should get started. <laughs> um, so uh, as we said, as both of us have said in this episode already, this, what is it? Let's see, it's each episode or each movie is two hours and change. So we're talking seven, seven, seven and a half, I think. Seven and a half hours. Like th- we're not going to go beat by beat for seven and a half hours because there's a lot here. Um, I've, I mean, I've watched the series recently, but I still don't, I still don't, you know, I don't know like where that, what they left out what yeah. they what they what they changed or anything like that because I, I just did, I didn't memorize it like that yeah I honestly um, think the best way to tackle uh this is kind of just talk about what what what's going on in the general sense of it all and mm-hmm. kind of like the themes and the stuff they eventually touch upon in the later stuff yeah uh I agree with that wholeheartedly um so basically what this is is uh is a giant seven and a half hours of huh war is really bad isn't it it was pretty nasty war sucks (laughs) and the fact that this is couched in uh what can only be what i can what i can only compare to as a, a kid growing up in america is transformers without like the associated propaganda that seemed to come with it well transformers and gi joe yeah um this is this is just a a giant epic of anti-war where you have characters on both sides that are 100% like likable yeah 
Um, and then you have the people who are just who are just super pro war, but also like human about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I'm not. Well, go ahead, Jess. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, and it's funny too, because this is like it is a Saturday morning cartoon show because it starts off very goofy in a lot of like it start, it does start off with like them being attacked and like them having to escape their like base of operations at the beginning of the show but there's mm-hmm. a lot of slapstick <coughs> stuff going on with a lot of the kids early on especially the younger kids oh and yeah a lot of just like joke dialogue happening and then as the stuff progresses it becomes very dark like there's no jokes after like the second half of the second movie or after like the first half of the second movie i feel like there's never a joke ever said ever again until the very end when the kids like uh see uh uh, the main character like survive like other than that like there's almost no humor after that and and that's one of the things i fucking love about this uh it it jazz and, and um the 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 most powerful thing in gundam as a franchise young children yeah like and and it's never exhibited better than the three in this kika cots and let's or is it lutz it's either lutz or let's i forgot i always i always mix that one up but kika cots and lutz are just adorable as hell yeah and the fact that, like, <clears throat> at the beginning, at the beginning, you get Amaro, who is, uh, it reminds me of, it reminds me of me going working in healthcare during a pandemic. I was actually doing everything I could to just sort of not think about the outside world, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, you're just, you, I mean, because every time I went to work, I was just confronted with it, and then when he's confronted with it, like, he's he's like, oh, hi, Haro. <laughs> go, go away oh frau bo i'm supposed to eat today oh okay <laughs> and and then uh but you know a battle happens and i'm like oh i can just open this instruction manual and figure out how to work this mm-hmm. tool tool of war <laughs> right away to avoid that he wasn't even supposed to touch yeah <laughs> just a matter, i mean this is the most grand theft auto of of you know, weapon control, just like you sneak onto the Air Force Base and steal a fighter jet. <laughs> it, it, it's it's really fascinating to watch within like a movie's length, a, a kid going from, I just need to save my dad and get out of here, mm-hmm. to willing to pull a gun on some random person while he's pretending to be sick, laid up in a bed. Like, yeah. and and, um, and then like by the end of the of the series, he's willing to pull all the risks but when a like a risky move goes too far and kills someone that he cares about like n- now you see this like how how's armor supposed to be like 13 14 uh i think that's i mean it's definitely i i always say shown he's shown in protagonist age yeah um because i don't really think i don't remember if they actually say like i guess i, can look it up real <clears throat> I mean i know that i know that his father in the movie early on in the movie basically says yeah my my son's i think he actually says my son's this age and there are plenty of people his age fighting in the war and he says that to captain bright and bright's like yeah i suppose that's true but ultimately it is it is a it is a it just be, it, it's just such a great fish out of water story yeah I, I, and like 
it's it's just really impressive like the character building that they really do on him like okay so the original he's he's uh he's 16 um, okay and, and like at the end of the movie he has a moment where he's like i can't take back these actions of war that i've done and like this is a 16 year old yeah like i mean i mean even early on when he when because you look at it you think like all would have been fine if those zakus didn't get glory hungry yeah if, if slender and whoever just decided not to get glory hungry zeon could have had the upper hand but all of a sudden, you, 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 you pissed off, you pissed off the teenager and you have to reap the whirlwind. Um, but, but yeah, it's, I, I love how they do that, but they don't really, they almost do it in a, in a, in a logical pattern. Like it's, nothing seems like too far-fetched. Yeah. Because, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say it, it can come off as heavy-handed, but I think we're so exposed to at least this generation is so exposed to the awfulness of war. I think any kind of war type film or property will come off as heavy-handed in any kind of messaging, propaganda, or anti-war or anything like that. Um, so at times I'm like, okay, I get what they're saying. I get it already. I get what we're trying to deliver here. But at the time, like you you're not seeing stuff like this right after World War II, right after Vietnam, right after any war like you're not seeing this kind of delivery message of like we're killing our children <laughs> yeah and and this is an, this is an anime about children just trying to survive yeah and i think i, I love i love that as just as just the idea not that like i mean you, like like i said at the time this is 100 percent seven and a half hours of war sucks yeah and you probably shouldn't do it. Um, and in going through going through this story, you actually you meet a, you meet a lot of wonderful characters. I think um, I I really like I I really like how I really like I I when I first started watching the series and I got the same feelings here. I hated Kai right off the bat. Like this guy's a fucking asshole. He's the one who's who like won't really do anything. He runs past Sela to get on the white base, I think. Um he's 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 like, I, I don't know if anybody else is out there, but I'm just trying to make sure I don't die. And then early on he's super snarky, but then he just becomes he becomes just like a, a pretty strong pillar in the team. Uh especially once uh uh I don't know if we do. I, I don't want as once uh, another character passes. Yeah. Um. In trying to do the right thing to save everybody. Uh, I really like Matilda. I really like her story. I really like uh, everybody on the base specifically, like a Bright, Mirai, Fraubo, uh, Amaro. Kika Kotz, Lutz, or Lutz, Hayato. Uh, I I do find it interesting that the two people, the two the two kids. I don't remember I don't remember their names, but the ones that are always like watching the radar screens that are mm -hmm. like sitting above everybody. Those guys never rest. Never have a break. They're always awake, 
And I'm like, someone needs to sit at one of those desks so they can get some sleep. Seriously. <laughs> and I don't, I mean, I think, I think it's one of those things that you could probably manufacture some time in the background where you're like, oh no, they did that. They did here. They like, they did one of the several times white base actually docks, but those two had to be on their shit <laughs> for a lot of the time. And I, I feel like they don't get, they don't get enough credit. Yeah, it, I find it super fascinating too with Gundam, um, where people, at least uh, I feel like people who don't care about the genre of mech anime that much think about it so much as just robots doing robot things mm-hmm. or people piloting robots doing robot things. Right. And but like, but then you'll bring up something like Evangelion, and people are like, "Well, that's about mental health." Like that ends up being about mental. It's not just robots fighting things. Yeah, and I think about. Like, no, no, let's take it. Let's look at the original mech anime Gundam. And it's like, it's not about robots fighting things. There's a lot of stuff going on in mm-hmm. this trilogy of movies. Like it's, it's about anti-war, but not just that it's about being the special kid and the pressure of being the yeah. special one. The one that like is, excels, the one that has the instincts, the one that um, can predict the future uh, in some ways. Like what kind of pressure is it to be the one that, you're like I'm the only one that could save us from these situations. Mm-hmm. Well, then, was, and, yeah. well, sorry to interrupt, but I think Amuro put that title on himself pretty early on. Yeah, for sure. Um, but they, they also, I, I also think that like early, early, like at the very beginning, where he's looking at the 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 instructions, and he's like, "Oh, this is a there's a learning computer on this mech, so it actually retains information that." has happened to it in battle and i think tomino specifically like a lot of i i've I've been in a lot of conversations uh in my time prior to really deciding to get into anime where people were saying oh well evangelion like wrote the book on all this uh the more mech anime i watched the more i realized evangelion did very shit I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say Evangelion isn't good. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to say that it's uh, it's a bit overhyped, but it's really funny how it's Hideaki Hideaki Anno, right? Yeah. Hideaki yeah. Anno did did a lot. He just finds himself treading a lot of Tomino territory. Um, and I think actually a lot of uh, Evangelion comes from the show that Tomino did in the wake of Gundam getting canceled. That's a series I think people should watch. It's on High Dive. And I know we don't need any more streaming services in our life, but it's called Space Runaway Ideon. Oh, man. I think that it does. It, it, it's basically a perfect bridge between uh mobile suit gundam and zeta gundam but it's has nothing to do with gundam yeah i I like the i like the idea of it and the i like the arc of it and i think it got canceled as well so uh tomino with a batting average um but uh its theme song is just about as good as the original mobile suit gundam but uh i think the the actual op is probably better than the original mobile suit gundam but a lot of a lot of Anno's uh, and I've not seen Gunbuster or 
Anno's other big stuff, but a lot of Evangelion just does come from Gundam. And I think a lot of mech anime just come from people watching Gundam. Yeah, because I, it, became, for sure. it, be, it became big for a very long time. But back to um, back to uh, Amro being our being our special boy. I like that you see in, in, instead of seeing. I think Shinji's a whiny bitch. I'm sorry, I just do, uh, and I know that there's a reason for that. But Amuro sort of you you see Amuro sort of grappling with where he's at all the time. Yeah. And the times where he's on white base and he finally gets a chance where he's like, I'm just so sick of having to kill people. <laughs> why do, why does everyone think this is easy? Does anyone I'm taking people's lives. Yeah. Now, granted, he eventually becomes problematic later on, but you know, that's a that's a whole other kettle of fish. Um but uh what else you got? Well, I know I, I, I know I kind of stomped all over you. I no, apologize. you're totally fine. I think uh, it, it helps with Armor like getting into that role, even if you put it on himself. Mm-hmm. It helps to showcase then when we really get to sit down with Char for a bit, who is the the, the antagonist of the whole of the whole trilogy. If Armor is the protagonist, then is he? Well, that's what I say. If if, <laughs> if there's a lot of gray area with all these characters, which I think I like a lot, but yeah. um. The thing with Char is he was the special boy. He was the one that's like, I'm the one you call on to take care of all these things. And then Amaro shows up out of nowhere, completely inexperienced, and hands him uh, his ass like twice in a row. And he goes, mm-hmm. okay, wait a second. Why is this kid now so difficult for me to be? Are we the same? And then it, it, it gets further and further along where Char then starts wondering, like, what, what is the point? Why are we doing this? If like us, us, for teenagers because there's four characters that really have a special bond like this mm-hmm. like if if us teenagers can do all these amazing things if we're one at mana armies ourselves what is the point of fighting why don't we just end it ourselves <laughs> kind of thing. yeah and so that third act of the whole thing where basically char goes rambo on a mm-hmm. lot of characters and a lot of characters that trust him and stuff um it, it's it's brutal but it's kind of satisfying of like the next generation could could stop it the next generation can end it all if if we if we wanted to if we could get if we get our minds together we could stop this yeah we could yeah and, and in a way it's a hopeful even though it is a war it's very hopeful to, to get that kind of message near the end well and then all, there's also the like i mean early on you start getting the when char and sailor meet yeah you start getting the 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 further cloudy backstory between them and <clears throat> I, I know the or the mobile suit gundam the origin goes into a lot of that but whether or not there are some people who just say the origin will never be canon and i'm not going to i'm not going to sit here and fight that fight because it would just be really exhausting but how they address char's motivation this entire time It just it just sort of adds to it just sort of adds to he 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 has that Darth Vader about him. Yeah, he does. Uh, I mean, he has the mask and everything. Well, there's the mask, and then there's the, the, the I, then there's you know we can't really talk about uh, 
this without mentioning that Xeon basically looks like Prussia. Yeah. At, at they're, they're, they're referencing like World War One, you know, um, and like Prussian military attire, uh, not to mention everything they do is ornate, which is definitely Nazi stuff. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I, I love that. Um, I, and like you said, how, how he's such a, a gray character and, and it's never, it's never at a, at a loss. Like it just adds to the intrigue. Um, the show is, the show is, these movies, the show, the, the this franchise is, is really fascinating. And while there are plenty of, of, of high moments and high points, one of my favorite things about it is just how, I like how hypocritical it is in a lot of ways, because this is really, and this probably comes this probably comes forth a little bit later or maybe i'm or maybe i just read into it just enough to see it but there's a lot of like leftist pro protecting the earth and you know pro like environment concerns here but these are also gigantic nuclear powered robots mm-hmm. And this is also a franchise that's kind of powered by world polluting plastic models. True, very true. Uh, and 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 I, I mean, th- those contradictions kind of, to, at least to me, make it special. Like I try not. I mean, I, like I know we don't do video, Jesse, but I know you can see the three Gundam robots that I have. Yeah, and I mean, I, I I've built my Gundam models in the past. I have one yeah. too. But but like you know, I I've I'm like I've I've convinced my wife to let me do a little bit of a setup above me. So hopefully, I will I will get more, and I will make a make a really nice little scene above me to happen, just because that's the kind of person I am. But the these uh, these contradictions and the the, the kind of hypocrisies of it, I think, make it good. I well, don't think it, it, it makes it immediate that you can engage in, chan- uh, in challenge because it has um, those kind of flaws, not like canon flaws or logic flaws, but moral flaws. I think is what makes it so special. Sure, I mean it, it's a it's a it's a it's an oddly humanizing quality. Um, so. I know we've I know we've we've talked a lot, but not really talked about uh, the plot here. Yeah. So basically, the way I, I can I can I, I could do a, a little bit of a summary. Um. So at some point, uh, the human race decided to change the calendar from the way we use it now to the universal century. And Universal Century 0079, uh, by this point, man had gone to space and started living in cylindrical colonies. 
Um, and then there's a Z, there's a colon, there's a cluster of colonies called Xeon. I think they are side three, if I remember correctly. They decided they wanted space noid independence where they weren't governed by Earth anymore. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, they actually sent a colony that to, they started they started a war by sending one of these colonies to crash into the earth. Half of the half of human population was eliminated like that. That's the opening. Mm-hmm. That is some two that is like that is some 2001 primate throwing bone into the air turning into a satellite stuff. And while that had already happened and it, it almost seems like the powder K had exploded, that was only the beginning because clearly Zeon knew that the Earth Federation would have a response. That's why they're snooping around side seven where our main characters, Amaro, Hayato, Frau Bo, <clears throat> and ultimately uh, White Base is is that that's where it launches from yeah but they're snooping around this because they have word of a project v and they go at they they go snooping around slender gets glory slender i i believe it's slender if i'm wrong on which character decides to start firing um shoot me don't care uh but well because they were firing thank you um they they decide that they're going to take out Project V right then and there. Mm-hmm. And Amaro finds the instruction manual, reads it, hops in, and is able to stand this giant robot up and deal with deal with them. And that's where you get you you get him basically saying, Okay, now I have to make a choice to kill somebody. Now he blows up the first one and he's like, oh, if I do that again, I'm probably going to blow this colony up. So I have to be really, really precise with how I do this. Does it. And then the third Zaku gets back to uh, Shar's ship and uh, and we're kind of off. Uh, there's a, there's an explosion that kills a lot of Frau Bo's family. Um Mirai, who is kind of the, he's, or she is the navigator on White Base. Her husband has uh, fled to side six, but she's kind of on side seven and she just knows how to fly a base. Uh, Captain Bright has to take over for the person in command because they get badly injured during this little brouhaha. Um, there are kids abandoned who don't have their who don't have families. Uh, Amaro is trying to find his dad, but ultimately does not know where he ends up. And Hayato, Kai, uh, Ryu was, or is it Ryu or Rio? I always forget. I'm not sure how exactly it's pronounced. I think it's I think it's I'll just say Ryu just. Street Fighter brain. Um, Ryu is is stationed on White Base, but all of them are are basically out of their depth once mm-hmm. this story gets going. But all of them develop a mutual respect 
and say, we're going to figure out how to survive this. Uh, they don't really, you know, it's not really a put your hands in the center moment break, but they just decide they have, they have to go forward. They have to, they have to go find where the earth Federation is in order to get the civilians on board, the children on board, the children soldiers on board to safety. And Shar and his Xeon cohorts, uh, follow every step of the way mm -hmm. and try and stop them and it is very i mean i get shades of apocalypse now through this i get shades of platoon i get i mean i, I get i get thoughts of just really great war movies i've seen that just where it's just outnumbered outgunned but you do what you can to survive yeah. um and and they and they do get plenty of help along the way both fortunate and unfortunate and there's a uh, i think in the second movie i'm gonna i'm just gonna skip to there now otherwise i'll just be here for a while they start actually talking to the enemy in odd ways like there's the meeting with rumble rawl and um lady haman in that saloon yep right before they fight which is just like i will see you and i mean it's it's, it's it, something it, it's it's weird how much the enemy <laughs> and them respect each other mm -hmm. and then there's the, the there's that big fight at the beginning of the third movie with um uh, is it solomon is that what it's called no, it's, i think it's on solomon yeah yeah i'm just like are thinking you, about the, are you talking the general, about though is, uh the, well there's the are you talking about makuve the guy with the giant scar um, oh, that's no, that's that's Dozel Zabi. That's what I'm thinking of. That's, so like that guy, right? Like you, you, when you first meet that guy, you're like, "Well, this is just a war hungry general," but like, yeah, he is, and yeah, he has his pride because he doesn't want to admit that they're losing. He doesn't want to ask for help because they're losing the battle. But the first thing he does is gets his wife and child off of yeah. the ship because he's yeah. like, "I'm losing. I don't want to see my wife and child die." Mm -hmm. I mean, and then like you, I mean, speaking of, speaking of child dying, you see Shark kill. The youngest child of Deglan Zabi, who is the over supreme yeah. commander of Zeon or whatever. Um, and he's, I mean, and Garma, and I, I said this on Twitter a few days ago fuck Garma Zabi or Zabi, fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, um, He's clearly Degwin's favorite. And it's obvious that all of the other Zabi children, except for maybe Dozel. Dozel doesn't seem, he seems like he's definitely the older brother, but he's kind of like the doofy older brother in this respect. Mm -hmm. Where he, he's just like, you know what? We, we got to protect Garmin because he's family. And that's really it. Whereas Cassilia and Girin. They're like, man, I will, I will stab my siblings for a, a brief whiff of power. And uh, and I love how. And getting back to what you said about how they're so respectful to yeah. that reminded me of the movie. Uh, that reminded me of the movie Grand Illusion, where you see uh, Eric von Stroheim, and I want to say it's. 
I think it's Eve Montan. I think it's Eve Montand, where they, uh, Eve Montand is, um, is a prisoner of war and Eric von Stroheim is like, well, we come from noble families. We have to, we have to do this respectfully. And there's a whole, there's a whole lot of that between Ramba Rall and Amaro. And yeah. when Haman, when Lady Haman is like, oh, I like him. And he's like, ah, she doesn't like many people. Uh, and then even later on, uh, once you get to the, the third movie and you see, Amaro and Shar meet face to face. And they kind of have an understanding <clears throat> with each other. They don't they 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 fight and they and that's where I think Amaro like kind of uh, kind of I think takes the biggest turn as the hero of the story where it feels like Char doesn't want to fight at that point. Barmo kind of keeps pushing. I may be misreading that whole scene but that's how i felt watching it's like char's like no wait, wait let's just kind of like let's breathe armor kept pushing on it more than anything <laughs> and then that just leads char to start fighting back and and then they almost kill each other again yeah well like when the, when uh i'm are, are you're referring to the scene where uh amaro has car trouble uh, no, I'm, I'm thinking about more in the like the final act of the, the movie where they're like basically sword fighting <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, but, I was, you see the, what I was speaking. I, I actually agree with your read there. Yeah. When I, I know what you're talking about, about the car trouble part though. Yeah. When they're on side scared. six, when they're on side six and like Amro is definitely, he's like, Oh, I know that Char. Yeah. And he's the red, I mean, all, all it's like all of the reputation preceding him and Char is just kind of like, yeah, I'm Char Reasonable. Yeah, no. Here, here you go. This will get you on your way. You're, you should you should be able to go. And I, it's like Amro is basically doing the whole. Uh, and I hate to, I hate to say it this way, but he's doing the whole notice me send by thing. Like I know you know who I am. Acknowledge it. Um, but also, it's a it's a it, like Tar does know he is, and he, when he leaves, he's like, "What a nice kid." <laughs> like he doesn't mm-hmm. like he doesn't like yeah. he's not like I can't wait to kill that guy. It's like no, nah, he's like yeah, what a, what a champ. <laughs> Yeah, just, just looking, just just living, just wearing that letter jacket with pride, Amro. <laughs> you you go, boy. Which uh, I think is like the best thing about the, the Virgil Gundam series. But I think Gundam in general, because talking about G, like the ones I watched the most growing up were G Gundam uh, and Gundam Wing. Which Gundam mm-hmm. Wing's a bit edge, to be <sighs> fair. It's a bit edge. The first um, the first half of Gundam Wing is fucking sick. As I, I've watched it, I think I've watched it actually two or three times over the past like three years. And the first half of Gundam Wing is great. Once you find out that that product, once you can see that that production is clearly on fire, it goes off the rails hard. Yeah, but then Endless Waltz, I feel like, comes back and saves the day, but that's just me. Um, Say that again. I just think like, Endless Waltz, the movie, like comes in and kind of like ties it up really nicely to help uh, to save it near the end. Yeah, and I, I've actually never seen Endless Waltz. So. I think you'll like Endless Waltz. I but uh, I will. I'm pretty sure I'll like all of this on some level. <laughs> yeah, but I, but like all, all of them do a very good job of humanizing the characters they're up against. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the original series does a really good job of making them humans in war, where like yeah. the other shows are just they're just humans doing their thing in mm-hmm. the world, it, war or not war. It's just whatever. Like G Gundam's not really a war. Uh, and I think there's war going on, but it's more about fighting. It's more about just like boxing Gundams. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, 
But this this movie really does what all the great war movies do, which is make the characters human. And it does mm-hmm. also what all the greatest war movies do, which make the enemies also human. And so you have to wonder, why are we fighting these people? Mm-hmm. Who's pulling the biggest string to make us fight each other? Yeah. What, and, what and it, does, and, who gains what? Yeah, and here. it comes down to the people who just want power, who just yeah. crave the power. And they'll do anything. They'll kill their own friends to get there because i think about uh what's her name the one that char knows from childhood who's like a friend of his dad or whatever um the 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 lady that he meets i think it's being the third movie i'm not sure um are you talking about the one who looks like cobra commander yeah that's lady casilia she's one of the zombies yeah like spoilers for a little bit of the third movie but she straight up murders the 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 leader of the in the final fight she straight up murders the commander of the main ship and then yep. takes control because she wants the power of it and he doesn't think he's doing the job. Well, I think she she murders because she murders Girin. Yeah. And the reason she murders Girin is because Girin basically said, uh, I'm I don't care what our father says. I don't care what I don't care what the great Degwin Zabi says. I'm blowing him and Earth Federation to fucking bits. Yeah. And then he's the, he's where like I love that's one of my favorite parts in Gundam and it, this is one of the different this is the like the only difference I know because in the dub version of Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, Degwin Zabi and Giran Zabi are having a conversation about Hitler, and uh, he's uh, Degwin like because because Giran starts talking about how space noids are the next are clearly the next evolution of humankind like uh zeon daikun said uh, i'm not gonna explain that name because it'll take way too long but like an earth federation needs to be cleansed and then Degwin's like have you ever heard of adolf hitler and Giran's like yeah he's from the middle period dictator right and he's like, yeah, he, you're basically following in his footsteps. And and Giran says, like, you know, well, if I could follow in one of the greatest figures in history. But in the show, Degwin goes, oh, oh he lost. Yeah. He was a crackpot. <laughs> he was a fucking asshole, basically. And and but but Giran doesn't hear that. He's walking out of the room already, high on his own ego. Um, so that's why Cassilia kills Giran because she figures that she pieces together that he he just wanted to kill off his dad and since he's the oldest he takes the power yeah um and and yeah Gundam's good man yeah I think I think these are a solid trilogy maybe not watch like we did but I think (laughs) I think they're solid trilogy movies that give you the whole story and deliver it in a way where I think the I think the worst of the three is the first because it's setting so much groundwork and nothing really happens in that first movie compared to the second and the third. Yeah. Compared to compared to not saying that nothing actually happens in the movie. There's a lot that happens in the movie. The, yeah, it covers a shit ton of ground real yeah, fast. Yeah, but 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 nothing really pushes the characters super forward. I think I, the only scene that really stands out to me in that second movie is when um uh crap i forgot his name again the main character um amaro ray uh, yeah amaro when amaro goes home to see his mom mm-hmm. 
and she's like my son wouldn't kill somebody and then he pulls a gun on someone right in front of her <laughs> like yep like that's like one of the biggest character developments i think of that entire movie and that kind of sets the tone what two and three are going to even progress further mm-hmm. is how far these characters that start off so pure churn and when they kind of lose sight of like when do you stop yeah when when it, when is enough yeah um yeah the uh the moments between amaro and his parents because he does get to see his dad again they're the even now like because they they were when i originally saw them they're the moments that strike that strike me the most um not only because of like his parents picture of who amaro should be but in in the time of my life when i saw this it was it was like this was the these were the moments that made me sort of that made me realize uh how far i fell from the tree uh in terms of like my own family i i don't expect anyone else to sort of come come to that conclusion it was just it was how it hit me in the late 90s early 2000s when i saw this on tsunami i'm like oh i'm vastly different than everybody here um and and funny coming back to it so many years later it's i'm still like yeah this is this is the moment that i that i realized it and it's honestly like in retrospect it's probably those are probably the moments that made me a fan of this because for a brief moment i saw myself uh and i saw myself as a as as valid in a way um i know that's probably sounds super weird for a 41 year old man to say hey i see myself as valid through a teenage boy who's been through the traumas of war but i mean that's what that's again that's what great media does in general i think for all these movies that we've covered so far except Mm. we put an asterisk on the phantom um (laughs) what are you talking about what are you talking about but i think i think with all the movies we've covered at least so far in these five episodes um there's something about the movies that hit the closest to us that Mm -hmm. we relate in some way like that thing you do is about trying to hit your dreams and then when it all falls falls apart still still doing it still getting it through Mm -hmm. it um you you have uh into the spider-verse which is about like be finding your potential and becoming what it is like right you mm-hmm. have uh mikey and nikki which maybe not the ending but the entire movie is about the friendship that stays and what they mean to you even if you can't get along with the person now what that past friendships mean to you right yeah and like all of these so far like we relate to all of them so vastly differently but i think they all hit you at the right point at the right time to stay with you mm-hmm and uh, and and yeah, you know, you, you know, I don't know about you, Jesse. Yeah, but I have a theory. A game theory? No. Movie theory. Sure, a media theory. Anime might be good. I think anime is pretty good as someone An- who anim- watched an- like four hundred anime. Anime might be good. I'm. I don't want. I don't want to alarm anybody. Anime might be good. I think Gosh. anime is good. I think I should watch more of it. 
I, I think so too. I think I have some <laughs> off-air mech anime to recommend to you too. Oh, I, uh, I, will, I will always, t- I, 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 I have to, okay. So a couple of people have recommended me uh, Garen Lagan. Yeah, I know Garen Lagan. And I still need to, I've, I've been recommended that for like over a year and I still haven't started. One of these days I have to just stop watching Gundam. Me- Mech anime oh. is the superheroes of comic books. Mech anime is that for anime where so many subgenres can be within mech anime. Oh, sure. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty and, sure so many genres can be within whatever niche yeah, anime true. you want to go for. Uh, but I think about like Big O is just Batman, but mech anime. Like the whole premise of it is a rich millionaire stops monsters multi-billion <laughs> yeah it stops monsters with a mech <laughs> nice and he has a butler and he has a really nice car and he's over he's he knows police officers and like friends with them yeah um i need to i i do have that on my radar too um but before we get off of gundam do you have any favorite moments of this that you feel okay talking about yeah, I th- I think that the the moment you talked about in the first one when they're at uh, they're at the bar and uh, that Arm is talking to the the enemy basically and they're mm-hmm. like oh they're like man you're like a really smart kid and he goes yeah yeah I am but like underneath his jacket he has a gun <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> he's about ready to just just murk these guys if they pull the wrong move because they don't know who he is, but he knows who they are at the time. Yeah. And then like, after he leaves the, like, don't, did you not know who that is? That's the guy that's been causing all of our issues. He's like, <laughs> well, I can't wait to meet him on the battlefield. Then. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so grand illusion. It's so good. Yeah. Um, any others? It's those, it's all those moments that I think um, there's a moment between Armro and um, in Char with the car, but the, uh, who's the character that the third character there? Um, I don't remember her name. Lala uh, soon. Lala soon. Like the, all the moments between Armro and her and then Char and her are like super well done mm-hmm. and they have great payoffs in the third. Uh, great in quotations. Like the feeling isn't great, but the, but it's oh, yeah. well done. <laughs> the it's, well yeah, done payoff. Always, it's like it's the execution is whew, that's real yeah. good. But anytime there's two to three characters just sitting down talking to each other, I think mm-hmm. are the best moments of the movies. Yeah, I uh, like in terms of in terms of moments, I, and I still think this is still my favorite moment, and I don't really consider it too much of a spoiler. But there's a moment I think it's in the it's either late in the first movie or early in the second when uh, a Zion when Sela lets loose a Xeon uh, mobile suit pilot in mm-hmm. White Base and the kids are hiding under stairs and they send a horror <laughs> after this to try and trip up this adult. I'm just like, that is the, that is so beautiful. Like these kids, I mean, in fact, most of the moments with the kids are just perfectly done like there's a there's an early moment where bright yells at him and like hey this isn't this isn't a playground this is this is this is the bridge of white base you know yeah. keep it down they're like yo dog someone's got to clean this place up let us do it yeah or or when they're or when they land in i think it's this is when they land in jaburo and they're going to start breaking up all the civilians and the kids just refuse to go yeah they're like no no we are the this is where we belong and they're like you know what 
yeah, these kids are one of us. You can't take them. Um, There's another great moment in the third movie too, with when Char is uh, his his mobile suit's been destroyed, and but he has to be he has to go out again to face Armor and like the final big battle, and they're mm-hmm. like, well, why don't you take this the one that we've been working on? He's like. It's not finished. It doesn't have legs. They're yeah, like, it doesn't have legs. legs. They're like the legs are for show. That's for the higher ups. They want to see legs. You don't need <laughs> legs in space. <laughs> and he's like, I guess you're right. It's like, well, it's like it doesn't look like me, so I can't fight in it. <laughs> yeah, it, and this is before like I like this is before Gundam was really mobile, like in like moving around on land and stuff. Even the mm-hmm. land combat in this is mostly the Gundams jetpacking around. Yeah, so just, like yeah, they don't need legs. It's like the maxi boost on series where they're just skating around a little bit. <laughs> um, um, but uh I do like Lala soon a mm-hmm. lot. I, I like that. I, I, I like how she kind of shows up, has her, has her few moments and isn't re- like, she's very pure and mm-hmm. honest about her motivations. And like, and, and I'm not really going to, I, I want to quote dialogue here, but uh, I, I think that a lot of that kind of spoils it. But for being for being so brief, yet still being so important to this story, like her and Matilda are 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 very wonderfully done characters. Yeah, I mean, even though Matilda is like everyone on white base is like, oh, a hot lady in command. I want my picture with her, uh, and that's a little bit gross but still like even she handles it in stride they they i think it's i think it's while it could certainly be written better i think it's written very well already mm-hmm. um this i mean and, and i don't need to say it anymore how much this franchise just warms my heart but i'm so glad we we did this yeah me too i um, i, I kind of want to go on to some of the other random movies maybe one of these days not the ones that are super like you need to watch the shows that came before but there are a few i know out there that are just movies that deal with just these are the characters for this movie and this movie Mm -hmm. and i like to see those i like to see what the other and have the audience kind of see what the other other side of gundam is too right well i think i think a lot of it uh, what i love about gundam gundam is a lot like final fantasy you don't have to play it in order to get each story because all of them are kind of self-contained sure there are connections between mobile suit gundam zeta double zeta and Shars Counterattack. um those are probably the only ones that you really have to kind of watch together i would say plenty plenty of people could argue but like there's uh if you have streaming services there's gundam everywhere um hathaway just came out i did start watching it but i i'm i I will save my thoughts there for when i've actually finished it um but what i love is you can watch wing and it doesn't ruin anything from this you can watch victory and none of the characters are the same you can watch uh like um uh, a late a later favorite of mine is after war gundam x i really like that series 
no connection to anything. It's all self-contained. Like they get they get into the weeds with the chronology in terms of like the timeline. Like I think that's after war. That's the after war timeline. Whereas uh, Gundam Wing is after colony. Um, whereas the only thing that's like super connected is the universal universal century stuff. And like you can watch 8th MS team without watching Mobile Suit Gundam and be fine. You can watch Unicorn without watching. Well, you probably have to know about Gundam. To, like you don't have to know like plot beats you like because they reference Shara's yeah. and Unicorn, um, but you can watch the series and be fine. In fact, Iron Blooded Orphans is has no real connection to any of it, and it rules. Um, yeah, Gundam Gundam as a series is, is as a franchise is is really fun, and I love that none of you don't have to watch it in any certain order. You can watch it in your order. There's no machete order. Uh, there's not a lot of filler episodes in the series that I've seen. Um, very much like watching, you know, My Hero. Uh, there, there's it, there's not a lot of downtime. It keeps moving, and it's for the most part very very good. And uh, I've heard a lot of people compare My Hero to like Naruto, and I never watched Naruto. Uh, but I also think that, based on what I've heard about Naruto, I don't think I ever need to watch. I don't think I ever need to watch Naruto. But I, honestly, as you said before, not saying that Gundam invented this thing in anime, but it is a, the shonen protagonist. He's the special boy going mm-hmm. up against the special enemy, and he's mm-hmm. the only one to save the day. But mm-hmm. it, it layers in other themes on top of that, mm-hmm. where like my hero deals with. Uh, inadequacies or being an outcast in society. Naruto mm-hmm. deals with uh, being uh, left left uh, abandoned. D- deals with finding your own family. Deals with all these things. Like that's what I love about anime in general. They can have the same base themes, but they can always layer on the different themes. Okay, see now I'd never heard that sentence said around Naruto. I don't don't get me wrong. I think Naruto has a lot of issues, a lot of flaws, sure. a lot of a lot of filler. Of course, right. um, but I think Naruto also does stuff that other other uh, shonen doesn't do, or doesn't do as well. Um, okay, so uh, what do you say? I think we can. I think we could stop there with the Gundam stuff. Yeah. So let's. I, why don't we? Why don't we talk about what you've been watching this week? Because you've been busy, so I bet you there has been a lot. But I want to know what's been. Uh, I've been. I've been. I've been watching a lot of sports. Um, I heard there was a. A football game that was pretty crazy recently. Uh, there's been a lot of them actually, um, and and uh, the the Euros are going on. It's one of my. It's one. I'm I'm an American who uh, is a really 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 big fan of soccer, and I watch every I watch every tournament internationally that I can. And the Euros and the World Cup are pretty broadcast. They're broadcast pretty heavily here, so I can watch every game. I would love to watch all of Copa America. I would love to watch the Africa Cup of Nations, but those are just really hard to get a hold of. Uh, But the Euros are going on, and I I absolutely love this tournament. As someone who, I mean, I do support Team USA because I grew up here, 
but I love watching a tournament where I don't have a dog at the fight. Yeah, I don't. I I don't have. I don't. I mean, I have seen uh, in the course of watching this tournament for as long as I have, I have seen just abstractly the best soccer played, and it's it's just a it's a it's a wonderful thing to watch. This tournament is the first where I think it's the first where they have 32 teams, I think. And uh, it has been a weird, wild tournament. Belgium started the tournament as uh, the number one ranked team in the world. They were eliminated by Italy. Uh, Italy, traditionally good at soccer. Yes, I know. But they, they coming into this tournament, I would have, if you could have told me that Italy were, were not great. And by watching that first game, even though they scored a whole bunch of goals, I would have believed you. They look very unconvincing. And oddly enough, uh, England looks the most convincing, which is scary. Uh, it's the first time in my life that England has looked like uh, a world beater. And on paper, they have they have a team. They don't have a, a group of individuals that are really good at the game, uh, like they have in previous in previous uh, years. Uh, and it's a it's, a, it's I, Denmark. Um, Christian Eriksen, one of the best midfielders in the world, collapsed in the first game, went into cardiac arrest, had to be revived on the field. He's uh, He has survived. He's still alive. He's been to visit his teammates. But I find it really interesting that Denmark are doing as well as they are because the last time something like this happened to them. Now, it wasn't somebody collapsing. Uh, in the 90s, they had a player named Michael Laudrup Mm -hmm. uh, who is one of the best attackers in his generation. Like, I, if you were to if you were to do the fifty greatest footballers of all time, I don't think he makes the list. I, I just don't. Uh, I've seen enough. I've seen enough quality midfielders come out of uh, South America and uh, and even Asia to this point, um, as well as you know Africa puts out really great players as well. I, I just don't think he makes the top 50, but he was a generational talent. He was a talisman. He retired before Euro 92 and Denmark won. Now Denmark are going into the semifinals against England. Mm -hmm. England has, I mean, I think the last time they were this far in a tournament think they I don't think they got to the semifinals of the world of the last world cup I don't remember but the last time they were this far in the euros I think it was the finals where they got beat by Germany in 1996 England eliminated Germany but it, are are there stars aligning for Denmark hmm. I don't know but it's nice to think about <laughs> um this tournament's really great uh I, I the highlights are the the matches have been great to watch I've, I've actually found a way to watch every game i've yeah. actually found that kind of time just between work and life and trying to be a good dog owner and a good husband <laughs> i've still managed to do that um 
and then anime wise uh i've watched a little more of demon slayer and you know i'm gonna say it that show looks really good oh oh yes yes it looks very good it is it is it is gorgeous and I think those are the same people doing the game Tales of Arise, and I think they're bringing they're me back. The, yeah, they're doing the, the screenshots for, or not the screenshots, the cutscenes. I think they're bringing me back into the Tales series, which is, you know, it's a series I haven't played in a few installments, but it's my favorite JRPG series. So I think I might be back because of just how good that show looks. I did watch the anime tie-in, the first episode of Scarlet Nexus. Yes. And that's really, that, that's a that's a thing uh i actually st- uh, um my co-host my co-host on story route zero michaela she has said that the game makes her mind hurt because of how much is going on at mm-hmm. once because it's basically it's basically a jrpg series bouillabaisse so it's like a little bit of a little bit of persona a little bit of shin megami tensei a little bit of final fantasy a little bit of a little bit of a lot and uh it the way she went through it in a discord message i'm like man my head hurts i kind of want to play this game um but the, the the first episode of the anime a little bit like that uh did watch uh Prior to June 30th, I did watch a few of the things that left the Criterion channel on, like I watched um, Horse Feathers, uh, which is a Marx Brothers movie that I'd never seen. And those individuals are still hilarious. Yeah, I watched uh, Duck Soup for the first time. Oh, Duck Soup, is, Duck Soup rules. I think that's my, I, th- I know that that's, I think that's often considered their best, but I think it's actually my favorite. Um, I love uh, the way Chico plays the piano mm-hmm. in it. Uh, I mean, Gra- I think Groucho, I know it's probably toxic masculinity is all hell, but I think Groucho's one-liners are still fucking funny. Um, and we did watch something else, but I don't remember what it was. So I'm going to let you talk and maybe it'll come to me. I So I did watch Duck Soup. That was very good. Um, I feel like I watched another movie around this scene. Oh, I watched 21 Bridges, uh, the Russo Brothers okay. movie. And maybe it's just because I've seen so many cop movies. Um, I, I, I figured out the plot of this one quite fast. <laughs> um, but it was not, it still wasn't that bad. I, I still liked it. I think it makes me miss Chadwick Boseman because I feel like he had a lot. He could. He 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 was definitely in the next Denzel Washington in the sense of like a black actor that could do anything. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because um, he's very good in Twenty One Bridges. Um, but uh, so yeah, that that was that was good overall. Um, I've, I've been watching Breaking Bad again because I've never finished it. I stopped. I think near the end of season three, and so I just I like I need to finish this because I'm more than anything I want to watch Better Call Saul. <laughs> uh because i like courtroom stuff more mm-hmm. um and so i'm like well if i'm gonna if i'm gonna watch better call Saul, i better watch breaking bad though because if i don't i'm gonna feel like i'm cheating um so i'm doing that and then uh what else am i i started watching a korean drama called while you were sleeping it has nothing to do with uh the movie uh it's very good though 
I've only watched for the first episode, but it's very good. It's very charming. It's really well. It's it's one maybe the best shot like soap opera ish genre I've ever seen. Like okay. it, the cinematography of it's very pretty, like very very pretty. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that's been good. That's on Hulu too. If anybody wants to watch that, I might have to check that out because I've never yeah. watched. I've never watched a. I've never watched a K drama. So, um, oh, uh, today when I got off work, um, I got off work at eleven a.m. and I was on the train home, or no, I was on the bus home, and. Reba starts texting me about getting another dog mm-hmm. and I got home and found out why I think the series she started watching on Netflix is just called dogs perfect and it's about different people's journeys to adopt or at least uh different and, and it's like different pet human relationships kind of we watched this one where this uh rescue the rescuer heart heart and bones i think they're in new york but they take dogs from like all over the country to try and get them a home in new york because there's so many people there and a lot of them want dogs so it's easier for them to get placed and seeing people get people people just seeing these dogs get home jesse your boy was in tears mm-hmm like I was, I was like, and if I, if I'm, if, if media makes me cry, I'm not like audible. Like I get just, just get the tears streaming down my face. Reba looks over at me. She's like, what's going on over there? I go, I'm not crying. You're crying. And I'm just like, why are you making me watch this? And then we started looking at, we started looking at rescue agencies for dogs. I'm like, nope, we, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. I'm going to be a wreck all day long. And uh, and yeah, I I'm I'm still a little emotionally raw, but dogs rule. Dogs do rule, even if my dog sometimes is a brat. I really like. Oh, dogs. oh, Bagel's an asshole sometimes, but man, wouldn't trade him. Wouldn't trade. In fact, I would kill someone if they tried to take him. So uh, mm-hmm. I think we could talk about our next movie. Our next movie is my choice. Uh, must love dogs. No, yeah, must um... love do- uh, uh, <laughs> hotel for dogs. A classic. Um, no, our next movie is one I just bought, so I'm excited to watch it. Criterion sales happening right now. Even as you're listening to this, it'll still be happening, even though this is recorded two weeks in advance. Um, yes. It will still be happening for the month of July. Uh, it is uh, before sunrise, I believe. That's the Hell first one. Yeah. Before sunrise. Um, by Richard Linklater, starring I do not remember all the names. I know it's Ethan Hawke and someone else. Julie Delpy. Thank you. Um, and we're going to be watching that and talking about that in two weeks. And you can watch it if you have Cinemax. Or you can rent it for pretty cheap, probably. Mm-hmm. Or you could do what I did and buy the, bo- the trilogy box set for $50 at Barnes & Noble because this is the sale that's happening right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about that, watching that. Uh, but again, if you have any thoughts about Gundam, any thoughts about the Phantom, any thoughts about Mikey and Nikki, any thoughts about that, that thing, thing you, do. you do, any thoughts about Into the Spider-Verse, you can tweet at the show at Free Reeling It. Um, you can email us your thoughts on uh, at Free Reeling It podcast or just Free Reeling It. Free Reeling It at gmail.com. Free Reeling at gmail.com. One day I'll remember the email that I wrote out. 
um you did <laughs> and uh yeah if you if you tweet at us we will talk we will read your comments and talk yes. about them we will we want to do that we would love to yes. hear more um if you I like do, the I, show, yeah i just interrupt real quick just to yeah. be rude uh it was great having chris on the show last yeah it was great it was, it and was we plan on so having wonderful. more guests in the near future um yes. and yeah and, and if you want to be a guest and want to reach out to us you can also reach out to us on those places mm-hmm. um but uh if you like the show tell a friend about it leave a review wherever you have listen to it if it's reviewable there um and where can they find you matthew you can find me at infinite underscore rewind on Twitter and just about everywhere I want to be. Um, yeah, that's it. That's really it. Uh, yeah, that's it. Matthew also has a music podcast called. Oh, crap. Yeah. Great stuff. Makes me yes. want to listen to Smashing Pumpkins, even though I've never listened to them before in my life. Um, what, what's your what's the other podcast you have? Uh, I, ha- I have a, a podcast about video games where where three friends and I just get together. We just chit chat for an hour or two, uh, and those go those go up every Thursday. It's called Story Route Zero. Nice. And and yeah, we've been doing that for a couple years now. I think we're a, we're we're actually closing in on a hundred episodes. So. Nice. Uh, but we we took a week off this week, and we we take breaks at the end of the year because burnout is fucking real yep uh jesse yes tell us about why comics you can find my other show why comics on twitter at why comics pod uh new episode well i mean again this is this week that we're recording this but there's a new episode coming out soon probably um and you can find me on most social media at sleeper of the bed i don't post anything interesting some but sometimes i have a hot take like smart tv should not have to be hard rebooted because that's really annoying right Um, it should be smarter than that (laughs) yeah um so yeah uh and matthew lastly who does our theme song uh so it's my friend jason he goes by dead eye you can find him at dead eye productions on instagram uh it's d-e-a-d letter i productions all lowercase and uh he's still getting his feet wet in the music game but uh everything he sent me is really great but i'm a little biased and i know we're about to hop out of here yeah but i do want to say we have to talk about this real quick because a piece of very bad news happened today oh oh yes yes i was gonna mention it earlier but i forgot to um no it's fine i believe it's the passing of richard donner it is the passing of Richard Donner. A man who, um, I think for both of us, even though we're of different ages, both shaped our childhoods. Oh, hell yeah. Um, with the Goonies and Superman um, and kind of a lethal weapon, even though I watched that as an adult. I mean, I, I kind of take the valet from Key and Peele's approach to lethal weapon. Uh, it's still kind of good, despite... Jesus has Melly Gibson. <laughs> hey, we can watch old Mel Gibson. Just don't support new Mel Gibson. Yes. That's always my stance. You can watch old actor stuff because they will get very little money from you watching their old stuff, but they will get mm-hmm. more money if you watch their new stuff because that means people still want to watch their new stuff. Yes. Um, but Richard Donner has a has a wonderful filmography. Yeah. I mean, he did he did the first two Superman movies with Christopher Reeve, which are 
among my favorite superhero movies. I know that like the MCU is a thing, but like, and there, there, there are boomers like myself still clinging to the old Superman movies. He did the Omen. Uh, if you love horror, he, movies. yeah, that was it. Yeah, was going to be next. We mentioned the Goonies, Lethal Weapon. He did Scrooged, one did of the, Scrooge. the one of the best holiday movies ever. Um, I do like the movie Maverick, but I don't think I think even my objective part of my brain is saying, yeah, that's probably not good. Um, my dad really likes the movie Timeline. It's one of his favorite um, Michael Crichton books. Mm-hmm. I mean, the man worked on Twilight Zone. He worked out on Man from Uncle. He worked on uh, Have Gun and Will Travel. He worked on The Rifleman. He worked on yeah. so many things. He produced the X-Men movies. He produced... Yeah. Um, Free Willy. Free Willy, he produced, let's see, what else? Um, I know there's something I'm missing. He he uh da, 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 da. he was in a lot of his own movies. Yeah. He did the whole the whole Hitchcock thing. Yeah. Um I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out uh, a movie that's kind of off kilter in his career. Radio Flyer. It's from 1992. It has a very, very budding Elijah Wood in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorraine Bracco, I believe from Goodfellas, is in it. John Hurd is in it. Adam Baldwin's in it. Music by Hans Zimmer. I don't really, I'm not going to really go into details, but I really like that movie. Richard Donner also produced The Lost Boys, which is one of the greatest 80s horror movies. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're you're but you're by yourself on that one. I never like the Lost Boys. I don't think the Lost Boys is good horror. I think Lost oh. Boys is is good time. Right. I'm not saying I don't think. I'm me saying what I'm saying. I don't think it's necessarily bad. I just don't like it. That's fair. And, that, and that's yeah. That's subjectivity. That's all it um, is. So yeah, yeah. Like uh, Richard Donner is a huge loss. And I mean, 92, I believe. So he had a long yeah. life, but still, it's always a huge loss when you lose a creative person like that exactly 100 percent um but yeah thank you guys for listening to the show we'll be back in two weeks with before sunrise um i'm excited to watch this movie because i know it's gonna hurt me um <laughs> it won't hurt you it's a good movie yeah I, I just always know these movies are gonna get emotional um so uh thing again thank you all for listening i'll say that a second time probably a third time um and uh just just watch more movies that's, my, that's yeah. gonna be my tagline this time yeah Movies are good. Yeah. So is anime. So is anime. So so is anime <laughs> movies. 